Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about the many different stories involving the Headless Horseman character type. You've probably heard of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, but that's far from the first version of a Headless Horseman story. So as well as that, we're going to be looking at stories from, among others, Ireland, Scotland and India. But first, today's 5-Minute Folklore story, which is about two different Headless Horsemen from Germanic folklore. Long ago, in Germany, there lived a man named Hackelberg. He was a keen huntsman. Hackelberg fell ill, and one night, as he lay in bed, he could feel death approaching. He prayed to God. Please, my lord, do not take me into heaven. He was begging. Allow me to remain here until judgment day. I am devoted to the hunt and I cannot bear to leave it behind. To his surprise, his request was granted. He was permitted to roam the soiling forest in the spirit form of a headless man on horseback. He had a second request to God. Allow my body to be laid to rest within this forest that I so dearly love. This was also granted, and a small grave marker for Hackelberg appeared within the soiling forest. It was deep within, in a place where no one would come across it. Although, if they did, they would find it guarded by a terrifying pack of black dogs. Every night, the horsemen would hunt throughout the forest. On four separate occasions each night, his hunting horn could be heard echoing through, though no one could ever quite place exactly where it was coming from. Anyone who heard that sound and was due to hunt the next day, would injure themselves in some way if they decided to go. It became known as a warning. If you were to hear the horn in the night, you should stay home the next day. Some even saw glimpses of the frightful figure between the trees. He became known as the Wild Huntsman. 
Elsewhere in Germany, another horseman roamed. One morning, a woman visited the edge of a wood to gather acorns and heard the sound of a hunting horn. Startled, she tucked her bag of acorns in the grass and looked around. There was nothing there. She turned back and then heard it again. Once again, she looked around. Only this time, she saw, on the crest of the hill nearby, a large figure, dressed entirely in grey, with a grey cloak, and on the back of a grey horse, a large hunting horn hung at his side. He rode past her, silently. He did not disturb her, She gathered the rest of her acorns and left for home. The woman returned to the same spot nine days later to gather more acorns. She sat down to eat an apple when she heard a voice calling from behind her. Have you taken a whole sack of acorns and nobody tried to punish you for doing so? No, she said. The foresters are very kind to the poor and they've done nothing to me. The Lord have mercy on my sins. She then turned to see who had spoken. It was the same man from before. He stood before her without his horse. He was holding his own head under one of his arms. The woman gasped and caught herself as she fell back. You do well to pray to God to forgive your sins. It was never my good lot to do so. He took another step towards her and she shrank away from him. In life, I was named Hans Jägenteufel, as was my father before me. He often besought me not to be too hard upon poor people. I paid no regard to his advice. This was 130 years ago. I filled my life with wickedness, drinking and carousing. And now I am condemned to wander in this form you see before you. With that, he turned and walked back into the woods. I hope you enjoyed the story. That was a telling of two different German stories, both originally written down by the Brothers Grimm. The Wild Huntsman story about Hackelberg is set in Brunswick, or Brauschweig, and in Scandinavia they have an almost identical myth of a huntsman warning hunters with his horn, where he is known as the Tilled Huntsman, originally Good King Valdemar. The original story of Hans Jägenteufel is set in a small place called Lost Waters near to Dresden. There are other German headless horseman stories, some where he will seek out perpetrators of capital crimes, and others where he will roam with a pack of black dogs with tongues made of fire. But for the rest of this episode, we're going to look at other Headless Horseman stories from all over the world. The most famous Headless Horseman story is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, 
originally written by Washington Irving and published as part of his short story collection, The Sketchbook of Geoffrey Crayon Gent, in 1820, but it has been retold many times. It tells the story of Ichabod Crane, a teacher who comes to the small village of Sleepy Hollow, near to North Tarrytown, New York, and is confronted by the Headless Horseman. In this story, the Headless Horseman was a Hessian mercenary, hired by the British army to fight for them against the American colonists during the Revolutionary War. During a battle, sometimes unnamed, sometimes the Battle for Chatterton Hill, the mercenary loses his head to a cannonball. After his burial at a church near to Sleepy Hollow, he is said to return every All Hallows' Eve to search for his missing head. If he comes across a night traveller while searching, he will attack them in a rage, and maybe cut their head off with a large sword. You can escape him by crossing water, as Ichabod tries to do in the story by crossing the bridge near to the church. This version of the Headless Horseman must return to his grave before daybreak. In the original story, however, it is implied that the Headless Horseman is none other than Ichabod Crane's rival, Brom Bones, in disguise. Many film adaptations have been made of this famous tale, some of the most famous being Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow from 1999, starring Johnny Depp, the 1979 TV movie, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, starring Jeff Goldblum, and the 1949 Disney animation, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, narrated by Bing Crosby, which was released alongside an animated version of The Wind in the Willows, in a collection titled The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Also, a popular TV series titled Sleepy Hollow ran from 2013 to 2017. There are a few other different Headless Horseman stories across the UK. In Scotland, aside from the Dullahan, which we will come to later, being well known, there is also a horseman named Ewan, who haunts the Isle of Mull. He was decapitated in a clan battle at Glen Canear. His death in the battle not only lost him his head, but also his chance to become a chieftain. The interesting thing about Ewan is that as well as him being headless, he also rides a headless horse. In Wiltshire, England, there is a specific track that is haunted on New Year's Eve. A man once made a wager that he could travel from Stourton to Wincanton Market in only seven minutes. During the race, he broke his neck and now roams without his head. The legend of King Arthur also features a headless horseman character in the Middle English poem titled Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. In the story, the Green Knight rides into King Arthur's court and dares any knight there to behead him. After someone does so, with an axe, he picks his own head back up and rides out carrying it. Many believe the earliest depiction of the Headless Horseman to be the Dullahan, thought to originate in Celtic, specifically Irish, folklore, as far back as the 6th century. Before I go further into details about the Dullahan, I have another story to tell about him.
In Ireland, a dark figure races through the night on a black horse. Elsewhere, two young men, Liam and Connor, are walking home in the rain after working late. They hear a galloping not too far away. They keep walking, the galloping continues, and then stops. They hear a voice call out one of their names. Liam Donoghue. In shock, Connor looks across to his friend Liam, who slumps to the ground, dead. He then hears the galloping noise again, coming in his direction. In panic, he tries to drag his friend away from the side of the road to hide in the bushes. But it is too late. He looks up, confronted by a large black horse. Sat on top is a terrifying image. A man with his own moulding head under one arm, its eyes darting around and its mouth in a hideous grin. The darting eyes fix onto Connor and the silent figure pulls out a whip made of a human spine and cracks it by its side. It raises the whip and cracks it again towards Connor. In an instant, Connor's eyes are plucked from his head. Connor clutches at his necklace, a cross, and prays. The darting black eyes in the decaying head spot this necklace and the figure flinches. It is not the cross that scares it, but the gold it is made from. It turns and flees, leaving a trail of flames in its wake. The body of Liam, who he had come to collect, and the eyeless Connor, punished for merely witnessing the fearsome Dullahan, are left at the side of the road in the rain. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. As I said, the Dullahan story started in Ireland, but they were also told in Scotland and Holland. It was the Dutch that are thought to have brought headless stories with them to America when they set up colonies there. The name Dullahan comes from Dullahan, meaning dark man. A similar story about a figure known as Gan Keen has combined with the Dullahan tales over the years and is where the fear of gold aspect comes from. Gan Keen translates from Gaelic to mean without a head. As you heard in the story, the Dullahan carries a whip made of a human spine and carries his head with him, which is often described as having the texture of mouldy cheese. Its eyes are constantly moving, and it has a grin that stretches from ear to ear. When you hear him call your name, you will instantly drop dead. In some tellings, he will be riding a black horse, as he was in my story, but others have him driving a sort of death coach, pulled by six horses. The carriage is made from human remains, 
such as skulls with candles in for headlights, thigh bones for the spokes of the wheels, and even human skin stretched out for the coverings. Parts of it are also made from gravestones and coffins. It is said to be so fast that it can set light to the bushes at the side of the road as it goes by. Sometimes it is said that his head glows and is held up to be used as a lantern. In the oldest versions, he is also accompanied by a banshee, which collects the souls of the people whose name the Dullahan calls out. As he races through the night, gates and locks will instantly open for him. If you see the Dullahan, he can pluck your eyes from your skull with his whip, or he may throw blood onto you to mark you on his death list, and you will soon die. The Dullahan is a fairy, but not the type you may be familiar with. Ancient stories and other world cultures describe fairies as much more dangerous beings, and they are divided into two types. Seelies, which are mischievous, but usually not scary, and unseelies, which are powerful and malevolent. They can kill humans or carry them off into the darkness. The Dullahan is an unseely fairy. I'm now going to read a short extract from an article from brighthubeducation.com, which has an interesting possible origin for the Dullahan. The earliest form of the Headless Horseman story comes in the 6th century, just after Christian missionaries forbade the worship of Crom Dub. Crom Dub was the Celtic god of fertility who demanded human sacrifices each year. The preferred method for these sacrifices was decapitation, With this god being forbidden, the local population quickly adapted the stories to make the god into a spiritual being that still had a craving for corpses. The stories slowly grew and changed to virtually eliminate all reference to Crom Dub. Instead, they called this horseman the Dark Man, and the Dark Man eventually became the Dullahan. There is another Irish story which is sometimes mistaken with the Dullahan, titled simply The Headless Horseman. In this story, a man named Charlie Culnane meets and talks to the Headless Horseman, who is described as having red, glowing eyes, wearing a scarlet coat and riding a white horse. He talks freely with Charlie, and so is not as evil as the Dullahan. I'm going to read a small extract from this story now but his vision failed in carrying him further than the top of the collar of the figure's coat, which was a scarlet, single-breasted hunting frock, having a waist of a very old-fashioned cut, reaching to the saddle with two huge, shining buttons at about a yard distance behind. I ought to see further than this too, thought Charlie. However, see further he could not, and after straining his eyes for a considerable time to no purpose, he exclaimed with pure vexation, by the big bridge of Mallow. It is no head at all he has. Look again, again, Charlie Charlie Culnane, said a hoarse voice that seemed to proceed from under the right arm of the figure. Charlie did look again, and now in the proper place, for he clearly saw under the aforesaid right arm that head from which the voice had proceeded, and such a head no mortal ever saw before. It looked like a large cream cheese hung round with black puddings, No speck of colour enlivened the ashy paleness of the depressed features. 
The skin lay stretched over the unearthly surface, almost like the parchment head of a drum. Two fiery eyes of prodigious circumference, with a strange and irregular motion, flashed like meteors upon Charlie. And to complete it all, a mouth reached from either extremity of two ears, which peeped forth from under a profusion of matted locks of lusterness blackness. This head, which the figure had evidently hitherto concealed from Charlie's eyes, now burst upon his view in all its hideousness. That was an extract from the story The Headless Horseman, recorded by Thomas Crofton Croker in Fairy Legends of Ireland, published in 1906. In India, the Headless Horseman character is known as the Jahinjahar, and there are more than one of them. Jahinjahar are not villainous though, they are heroes and protectors. They are born out of violent and wrongful deaths whilst protecting innocence. Many stories tell of a Rajput prince who was decapitated defending a village from bandits. He continued on even after losing his head. Another common version is of a cavalryman defending his prince. In Texas, there are stories of a beheaded criminal who wanders on a grey horse. And so on. There are versions of headless horsemen all over the world, and the striking image has endured for centuries. Other common descriptions from various depictions include the ability to disappear in a flash of flames, having a jack-o'-lantern for a head, throwing its own severed head or jack-o'-lantern as a weapon, carrying a large hatchet for removing heads, and hunting out impersonators to prove that he is the real horseman. And there are even more variations all over the world. In 1973, composer Timothy Brogue performed a piece inspired by the Headless Horseman for the first time. The piece is not much more than one and a half minutes in length, but gets across a lot in such a short time. I'm going to play it for you now, and here's a short quote from the composer about the piece. Some younger players, and some audience members, have been frightened by the opening bars. Good. There is drama and excitement in this brief musical ride, so let the faint-hearted pass it by.
the idea of the horseman having a jack-o'-lantern for a head actually originated in the Walt Disney animated version of the story. Now this is the final episode in the current run of 5 Minute Folklore, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed putting them all together. I plan on returning in about a month, so stay subscribed, and the new episodes will appear in your feed when the show returns. I would love for the next series to be made up from suggestions from listeners, so if there are any topics you would like to hear, please let me know, and I'll pick from them as many as I can. If you want to get in contact with me during the break, I would love to hear from you. The email is 5minutefolklore at gmail.com, or you can go to 5minutefolklore.com to find all the information you'll need for contacting, finding me on social media, or supporting the show. If you have enjoyed the first series of the show, please consider supporting in some way. There are links to do so via DonorBox or directly through PayPal on the website, and it's all really appreciated. You can also support for free by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Even if you don't normally use iTunes, consider taking a moment to log in and do that. They really do make a difference. And if you do like the show, tell a friend or tweet about it. And say hi to me on Twitter if you like. You can find me there at, at BobShoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Thanks to Rick Dove and Nikki Phoenix for voices on this episode. And the music under the main story this week was a combination of Danny Elfman's introduction and Love Lost from the soundtrack to Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. I also used Timothy Brogue's piece The Headless Horseman, as mentioned before, and also a piece by Derek and Brandon Figta, also titled The Headless Horseman. Thanks again for listening. Please join me again in about a month's time and do send your suggestions my way. To play us out this week, here is Bing Crosby's The Headless Horseman from Walt Disney's 1949 film The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I went spook to heaven in a jamboree They break it up with English glee Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman He's the worst That's why he's a bird on Halloween night But when he goes a-jogging across the land Holding a noggin in his hand Demons take one look and groan And they hit the road for far to know Beware, take care, he rides alone And there's no spook like spooked spurs They don't like him and he's really burnt He swears to the longest day he's dead He'd show them that he can get ahead They say he's tired of his flaming top He's got a yen to make a swap so he rides one night each year to find a head in the hollow here. Now he likes them little, he likes them big. Or in the middle or awake. Black or white or even red. The headless horseman, he's ahead with a hip, hip and a clippity-clop. He's out looking for a cotton chop. So don't stop to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man. Now, if you doubt this tale is so, I met that spook just a year ago. Now, I didn't stop for a second look. Made for the bridge that spans the brook. But once you cross that bridge, my friend, so when you're riding home tonight, make for the bridge with all your might. He'll be down in the hollow there. He needs your head. Look out, beware! With a hip, hip, and a clippity-clop, he's down looking for a head to swap. So don't try to figure out a plan. You can't reason.